When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. First question, I always think, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. What is it about you? You were playing and instead of going to the beach for two weeks in the summer, like all your teammates, you were going off to Afghanistan. Attempting or, a remarkable you know. feat uh, this year. They're planning to roll across the Atlantic. It's 5,000 kilometres. It's New York to Galway. It's unsupported. I'm Damien Brown. This is Deep Roots. And once again, I'm asking you to join me on my next adventure. expeditions so solo row across the Atlantic and uh, attempt to climb Mount Everest there was two huge days around the mid-teens that really stick out as um, focal points in the journey so day 14 of my solo Atlantic row in 2017-2018. Um, uh, I call it the craziest day of my life. I capsized twice. First time smashing my head. Been asleep inside the cabin. Smashing my head against uh, the side of the cabin when a huge wave hit the side of the boat and, and, uh, and rolled it. Um, and then, you know... It's this crazy story about kind of um, trying to figure out where I'm at and what's happening while coming out of a subconscious state. And then uh, out into the kind of maelstrom of a storm and seeing the whole deck covered in water. Um, and, you know, the shock of that and the, the unknown of like, am I sinking or not? And then, you know, getting the bilge pump on and, and, build, and bucketing off some water and remedying the 
the uh, anchor and the life raft which were nearly overboard and then finally feeling a little bit secure as you can be in, in these huge monstrous like seven eight nine meter waves um when a whale comes up and makes eye contact with me after a number of rotations of the boat and then six hours after that then i have another capsize where i'm out on deck this time and i i see the capsize coming last minute and i grab a handle and i obviously the boat goes over and i go over hanging on to it and i um i ride the whole uh 180 degrees underwater hanging on with one hand just telling myself kind of serenely and calmly to squeeze my grip squeeze my grip and feeling all the power muster inside me down my shoulder like out of my out of my thoughts down my shoulder bicep and into my grip the most incredible um, experience and then you know been kind of lassoed out of the water by the boat as itself righted um, and then that later that day then just like having kind of almost uh, hallucinations if I'm seeing the whale again is it guiding me in this storm is it trying to communicate to me nearly capsizing another three times and then uh, finally like submitting uh, to the the crazy uh, storm and uh, putting out a drogue uh, after a call with Justin Adkin to see um, the master builder of the boat you know how to um, how to manage uh, in these conditions and uh, closing the cabin hatch and sleeping like I've never slept despite being in a fucking uh, a storm of like like I said eight nine meter waves and some of them smashing off the cabin when I'm just like dead to the world inside this little uh, cocoon of uh, marine fiberglass which is like literally millimeters thick uh, so that was day 14 and then um, if I fast forward then to last year day 16 on Everest and, and getting COVID at Everest base camp and that whole fucking maelstrom shit show having like altitude sickness and then into COVID and getting evacuated out to, from Everest base camp with some of my uh, climbing um, uh, partners down to Kathmandu and sequestered in a hotel and um uh, and spending nine days in a hotel in Kathmandu just fucking looking at the walls not being able to taste anything uh, having this uh, huge sense of frustration and agitation um, building inside me and fear as well knowing that like the longer I am particularly away from altitude uh, the more difficult it's going to be for me to summit because of my like mass for uh, high altitude mountaineer you know I, I need I needed that time to be at altitude and and I wasn't getting any better so uh, those two days uh, really like <laughs> uh, stick out massively within those big uh, endeavors and today day 13 I think we might have a rival for them all um, today is um, a pretty dark day for Project Empower because um, I've said goodbye to um, Gussie. Gussie Farrell is, uh, has left, has been evacuated, has been removed, has left uh, Kushla McCree and, you know, and Project Empower, I suppose, on a, on a broader level um, because of a medical um, emergency. So the story goes... Um, We've come through our night 
or in the nights are always hard and this time we had it swapped around a bit in terms of uh I took on the first shift um which I think we both found a bit easier because we weren't coming out of a, a two hour sleep cycle into a two hour shift where your body really doesn't wake up. It wakes up for a number of minutes but then it goes back into this real sleepy kind of state or at least a a um a want to be sleeping after you know whatever um whatever sleep cycle you broke but just before that whereas on this occasion i started so that meant uh, i didn't have that two hour window to sleep before i went into my first nighttime uh, two hour shift so i plowed on i felt much better but then gussie had to do that kind of uh what i just talked about and then we we cycled in and out so then i had two hours after he did and then he had two hours and on the um the back end of that second uh two hour um shift pattern or shift cycle for him uh he woke me and he was like uh demo i don't mean to um what was his words i don't mean to alarm you but um and I was like, fuck. Uh, but my um, O2 sats are 86. So his blood oxygen saturation levels were 86. Uh, and I was like, okay. And he goes, well, um, I, have, uh, I have a history with this um, post my um, spinal cord um, emergency surgery. Um, only four or five days post that his uh, O2 sats dropped to um, I think he said uh, 88 something like that and uh, he had this um, or he was in the matter spinal unit in Dublin and he had this um, uh, what did he call it this uh, like emergency um, um, a procedure started around him uh, that had him in ICU in um, in a matter of minutes because um, that is a indicator for blood clots on his lungs so I'm sure there was a bit more to it but this was what would ha- this is what happened to him so basically somebody measured his O2 sats the doctor got word of it and then like it just went into this emergency process where they got him into ICU ASAP and uh, and got him on whatever he needed to be on so uh he said uh, yeah this is a this could be a symptom or an indication of blood clots and he goes listen I've been really really battling for the last 48 hours um now Gussie always seems to he's a Gussie always seems to be battling on some level and he probably is because of post his surgery and all that um but he's such a determined and um he internalizes all the kind of apart from some stuff he shows on his face you know um verbally he internalizes everything and he's just so um uh, determined to get through whatever it is you know he's this huge heart and this massive appetite for work uh, and he's not afraid of hard work and uh, it's kind of one of the reasons why you know I it's one of the big reasons why I decided to get him um, offer him the opportunity to come on this uh, endeavor with me because like that's the type of person you need out here you know 
And um, so he, for the last 48 hours, he had just internalized everything. He battled, battled, battled. And he was, listen, man, I've like for the last 48 hours, I've been really, really struggling. I don't feel great. My breathing is, um, I can't control my breathing for very long. And I'm just fucking exhausted. And I'm getting more and more tired. And I'm not getting any mileage, like even though we're in the Gulf Stream. Um, I'm falling asleep and I just have no energy. I can't put anything into the strokes. And I was like, okay, right. Well, um, what we need to do here is call Chris Martin, our land support. So uh, we rang Chris and um, um, Gussie, you know, again fed Chris all the information, O2 sats, resting heart rate was nearly 100, if I remember correctly, um, respiratory um, rhythm or whatever you want to call it was like uh, totally out of control, right? Um, and and the, the levels of exhaustion, he explained all that. So Chris really quickly and um, impressively facilitated a, a call with a GP um, or a doctor uh, on that call. So I don't know how he did that, if he put two phones together or whatever, but the next thing goes, he was talking to um, a doctor and relaying all the symptoms. And then um, the doctor kind of nearly immediately said, right, you know, this is, it's done for you. Uh, you know, Gussie kind of, I, I, I couldn't really, I wasn't privy to the full conversation. I was just watching and listening from, from this end. But uh, Gussie did say he wanted somebody else to make the call. And I think the doctor had no problem doing that, you know. So, um, so that was that uh, straight into next step, which is um, get Gussie supplementary, supplementary oxygen. How do you do that? Well, you need to get them to uh, land uh, ASAP. So, so Chris, you know, as um, we have all sorts of procedures in this in these types of scenarios or possible scenarios. So Chris um, onto the Coast Guard, and then that's the Coast Guard's job is to uh, facilitate uh, removal of, in this case, a um, a um, ill or um, uh, ill right um, rower and um, and get him to to land so uh, so Chris left it there with us and he got onto the coast guard and the coast guard and he got back to us then right you're just outside helicopter reach so we were at about 550 nautical miles from from land which is uh um, I think 500 is the number there for, uh, for helicopter uh, assistance. So then it was a case of, um, there was two options the Coast Guard were apparently working on. The first one was um, having a platform of some type, a uh, refueling platform, when you're this, uh, about 100 miles or a number of miles offshore, right? They must have this facility. Flying there, refueling, and then flying to us and picking up Gussie. So, like, that would have just been this monstrous operation, I imagine. Uh, and then back to the refueling platform, then back to land. Uh, and then the other option was, uh, and the reason they were considering that was because on first glance, um, there was nothing within 12 hours of us uh, in terms of um, a, a, a vessel that has to assist, the nearest the nearest vessel must assist in the case of emergency uh, by maritime law. So uh, that's where they left it with that. So me and Gussie thought we were in for a bit of a long haul. You know, we were told not to move. It was fucking baking hot. 
Um, obviously, you know, I needed to get Gussie rested in the cabin uh, and the, out of the sun. So I was like, fuck, this is going to be a long day just sitting here in this uh, this incessant sun. But uh, um, and then, you know, I was outside and I, I was like looking on the horizon and there was a cargo ship. And I said to Gussie, just cargo ship up there, Gussie, there's something on the horizon there. And he was like, oh, yeah. And then we were like, oh, well, listen, mustn't be going to New York. That must be one of the reasons why, um, you know, we haven't been, uh, they haven't been notified to our uh, situation. So we were just watching it. And it was like getting a bit closer and closer. And then uh, I was, I said to Gussie, turn the VHF radio there. And sure enough, like four minutes later, uh, we got uh, hailed on Channel 16 by um, Hafnia, uh, Shenzhen, uh, so, um, and I was, th- I just thought they were, you know, letting us know that, you know, they were coming within our vicinity, but sure enough, no, apparently the US Coast Guard had contacted them and they were here to assist in removal of Gussie from, uh, Kushla McCree and, uh, and getting them back to land ASAP and, and them, you know, supplementary oxygen. Um, so, yeah, so they started making the way towards us. We started making their way towards them, and uh, it all happened real quickly. Like so, Gusty had been lying down. He had prepared a bit of his stuff, but you know, we thought we had ten or twelve hours, and all of a sudden, we hardly had ten or twelve minutes. Uh, and I start rowing towards this bohemian of a thing, and Jesus, it's some, um, it's it's tense when you're like, even though that it was locking down and uh, even approaching this thing, like it must have been you know four times as wide as we were long like and then obviously it was about 200 meters long and we pulled up beside it and the crew were shouting down at us um could we grab a rope i was like fuck that wasn't the plan i thought they were going to put out a crane so then i circled back around um in the rowboat and caught up with them again and then we were able to tie on a, a line and then they dropped a second line and then they were like, how, you know, who's coming? Are you both coming? Why don't you both come? <laughs> I was like, no, 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 it's just Ferg, this man here, Fergus, he's sick. He needs to see a doctor. Uh, how do you want to get out? And can he walk? I said, he can walk, yeah, but like, you know, what's the story to Crane? And they're like, oh, we'll put down this gangplank. So there was this gangplank coming off the side and all of a sudden um, they started to lower it. And in fairness, it looked like a great option. So... We're like, all right, yeah, let's do that. You know, can you get on that, Gussie? Yeah, no problem. Let's get him on that. So, but uh, so we were like right up beside the um hull of this um tanker, like stuck to it basically, kind of. And I was worried about yeah. One thing Gussie did really well actually is that we realized that the the oars were like in a compromised position. So he just before I'd say they broke uh, on the side of the hull because you're you know that ship's moving, you're moving, you're tied to it. Uh, the forces of that thing are just ridiculous. Like so, if one of our oars got caught on the side in some way or other, it was just going to snap it. Like so, he, I think, just before they were going to get like mincemeat made of them, uh, he was able to uh, unload both of them and, and get them away from danger onto the other side of our boat. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And then uh, it was like sketchy. I was fucking really like really tense about the whole thing because just because the way um, they're moving, you know, up and down. And now we're tied to the side of them and then they're lowering this gangplank. And sure enough, then, um, when we got close to it, because we had to clearly get close to it for Gussie to get on it, um, uh, the boat started kind of going in underneath it and then it come down on one of the posts for the oars. And like I heard this cracking sound at once. I was like, fuck, this thing could just like put a hole in the side of us in fucking instance like and ruin this whole project right so then it was a case gussie gussie gotta get you know get, get up here get off quickly and so in fairness he fucking he made a good bolt across our boat um because you know um because it's bobbing and weaving like so it's it's tricky to move fast on it and uh, he grabbed onto the side of the, the gangplank and then I lifted him, uh, he lifted himself and two of their guys lifted him and we got him up and then I threw his bag after him and uh, he got up that gangplank and uh, I just wanted to get away quickly, like, but, uh, you know, away from any sort of threat or danger, but... Uh, um, They were, uh, no, no, you come too, you come too. They were uh, Singaporean or, you know, Indian anyway, working for Singapore. They seemed to be Indian. One of them was Sikh, uh, working for a um, a Singapore-based or registered um, tanker at least. And they're like, no, no, you come too, you come. We can take your boat too and you'll be fine. And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm good. I'm, I've everything, I'm, I'm, I was just that man there now, Fergus, he's sick. No, no, you come, you come. No, no, we can't leave you. I was like, I'm grand lads, don't worry about me. Uh, and they were like, no, 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 what do you need? What do you need? I was like, I don't need anything. I have everything on board here. Like, no, no, you need something. We must, we must. So I was like, oh, George, you know what I do need? I need two, I need a bucket. Go, what? A bucket. What? A, f- a bucket. And then I grabbed like our piss pot and, um, and said, one of these only bigger. And he goes, oh, a bailing bucket. I said, yeah. So they passed me down uh, a couple of buckets uh, and then they were like, no, you need food now, you need food. I said, I don't really, like, I'm grand. And he like, do you want Coke? And I was like, mm, yeah, yeah, no, I need Coke, yeah. So they passed down six cans of uh, of Coke, and then, uh, what else you need, what else you need? And uh, they kept, like, this went on and on and on, um, and they were like, no, you need more, what else you need? You need food, you need, you need, you need biryani. I was like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. Um, and you need water, you need juice. I said, oh, geez, juice, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I take a juice or two, and next thing I knew, I had water, I had juice, I had snacks, I had Coke, I had a biryani. And let me tell you, yesterday, I had the fucking nicest biryani I've ever tasted in my life. It was fucking glorious as I sat there uh over the next whatever it was so i'm i'm making this uh, about 
24 hours later uh, so I sat there over the next 10 hours and just snacking on this thing and it was fucking divine there was chick real chicken in it and rice and spice and uh, my god it was the nice thing I ever tasted in my life so thank you very much for whoever made that um, it, was, it was hot and it had some sort of like um, buttermilk spice buttermilk sauce on the side of it and it was fucking it was absolutely fucking divine um so uh yeah like i was well loaded then like the boat was a fucking mess with stuff but uh as they took off so gussie was on safely obviously and i think i presume he was rushed you know he said a quick goodbye to me when he was up on deck i presume he was rushed into they'd have a doctor on board or at least they'd have medical facilities and somebody who would be able to uh um uh coordinate the the um, use of the the facilities for him so um uh and then yeah so then i was just um I finally the, I untied myself and was able to kind of push away and then it was a real slow process in terms of they drifted, I drifted and took a few videos of them uh, which I'll share on social media um, and uh, yeah and just kind of uh, I suppose said a bit of a long goodbye to Gus, the Gusmeister. Um, uh, yeah and then I kind of remedied the deck and the oars and got the boat sorted and stuff stowed away and all that so I suppose uh on a very um uh so that was the story anyway that was the story of what happened with Gussie um and uh and the whole procedure uh so that boat uh um, by the time you listen to this we'll have well docked in New York and uh, Gussie will have seen a doctor now um, the initial uh, reports were that um, he was feeling much better last night uh, after like a rest and some good food and some cups of tea um, but then today I don't think he's feeling great so and his blood oxygen sats had gone up to 94 but today I think they've fallen again to 90 so uh, they should be landing in New York uh, around now uh, or in the next couple hours and then it'll be straight to um, to a hospital or to a doctor with us and hopefully everything is okay and um, and he gets himself uh, sorted and well and home to, uh, you know, family and kids. Uh, and as we talked about, you know, as when, when the um, realisation that he was going to have to leave the expedition, you know, the most important thing always for both of us is that we uh, get home safe. Um, safe and sound to our loved ones. Nothing else really matters, you know. We're trying to do something extraordinary and pretty cool with our lives here, but um, at the end of the day, uh, nothing. Uh, there's nothing that will, you know, come in the way of that priority. So it was, it was definitely the move to make, and uh, and and that's, uh, you know, that's where um, uh, that's where every decision is based off first and foremost. So. So hopefully he can, uh, he can, you know, uh, get himself sorted, whatever the issue is, and and get back to Ireland and uh, convalesce around, uh, around those closest to him. So, uh, yeah, we keep in contact with him anyway, and I'll let you guys know over the next little bit, uh, and watch on social media as well. I'm sure, 
we'll get him to post up a few some of his feelings and thoughts and, and the story from his perspective um yeah uh, but that was something we had mentioned you know uh during the, the that time building up to him being evacuated um and another thing we had mentioned and i had you know i was i think it was pretty clear to him but it was it was just it had to be said is that what i would i would definitely continue on you know i uh, i'm fine um and uh as hard as uh um the transition is has been and will be from two to one uh that's not something that would make me want to uh uh in any way you know default on this um on this uh endeavor on this pursuit on this experience on this expedition um it's been something very very purposeful for about three and a half years and uh um uh, and you know it was it was never really a question of uh, of me packing it in um i felt when i realized what was coming uh first and foremost so some of the emotions that came up for me were heartbreak and sadness uh heartbreak for gussie uh sadness for both of us in terms of um some of the drivers around uh um particularly the, the expedition part of this was the imagery at the end you know like so over the last two or three years and, and as we would have gone along trying to make this thing happen uh, which is extraordinarily challenging by the way um one of the you know one of the things we could have i did anyway personally fall back on a lot was that imagery what it's gonna what is it gonna look like what is it gonna feel like what am i gonna feel what are other people gonna feel when they see the image of us two having rode across the north atlantic through this enormous challenge and battle uh, and persevered through it all um when we get into to Galway you know and, and uh, you know I would have used a lot of imagery from like Inishmore uh, Inverne Spittle I, I kind of know that uh, coastline really well and uh, from training and from you know the Carrick Row and all that sort of stuff so you know there's there's milestones along that you know Parakeen, Silver Strand, Black Rock around Mountain Island you know, Salt Hill and then around Mountain Island and then into Galway Docks. So, and what's that going to look like? Is it going to be people, like the imagery I would have used, and of course, so always, always in all this imagery was two people, you know, me and Gussie. And, you know, what's that going to look like when we get into the docks? Is it going to be people there? I imagined so, uh, and like I imagined uh, us kind of um, letting out, right, reveling in our emotions of, of what we'd gone through and finally achieving it and the relief of it and the excitement of it and the uh, enormity of it and just letting that out and sharing that experience with him, like, uh, and that was always, you know, always the, the images, the visualizations and the, and, uh, um, and the drivers. So, um, now that's gone right um and that's sad that's really sad uh, i really wanted to uh, have that life experience with a very good friend of mine uh, somebody who's committed a huge amount to this project um and that that for me was sad and I'm sad he's not going to uh, get to um uh close out 
this project and all the hard work he's put into it for himself, for those around him, for myself, for those around me, for MacDara and um, uh, everything he's put into it and for a broader kind of project and power uh, community of which there's been so many people helping, you know. So uh, that was some of the emotions that came up. And then on a more personal level um, or individual level, I was quite fucking scared and daunted by the task at hand. Like, I was like, fuck, man. got to do this thing on my own again. Like, i got to cover every fucking, every square inch of fucking uh, water from here to um, uh, Galway. Um, and initially that was, like, very daunting, you know, because I'd really settled in and, and become very conditioned to the fact that we would this was shared you know i wasn't didn't have to do every um every mile i didn't have to do every square inch of water like it was this was something we were doing together and, and it was a very um it was very reassuring to know that like every time i you know got up from a you know a break or a nap or changed in that um mileage had been done by somebody who was you know working his arse off like uh, and now you got to do it all yourself, and 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 that transition like scared me, and um, yeah, so loads of stuff started threats started popping into my head, or what's what's this look like now for me, like, and I I can't, you know the one thing I couldn't really get away from, and it's uh, it's still a bit of an unknown is the the issue with the power anchor, so you spend a lot of time on power anchor as we've seen already on this route, and. Uh, the one we have is all tangled and malfunction is not working like properly you know it works a bit but doesn't hold you in place so like what that might look like is if later on in this thing like once we come out of the gulf stream or whatever and we start hitting more storms um i could be getting blown back you know significant amounts of mileage that i've already achieved you know and and uh uh psychologically that's very very challenging and difficult to over like to to deal with you know and you know when you're striving to get someplace like i don't, I don't know any other fucking challenge on the planet where you know you're in a you're in a you're trying to cover a distance but um you know one day you could be uh, 40 kilometers further from where you were the day before behind you know, so, um, or whatever it may be, distance-wise, so, like, you know, the, the, the psychological, um, uh, control needed to handle those type of things is fucking out of this world, like, uh, so that's what came up, like, you know, are you ready for that, like, are you, are you really, like, are you ready for that, and not just once, are you ready for that five times, like, are you gonna, you know, how are you gonna organize your psychology to, to uh not fucking break down basically um when when this happens uh can anything be done with the power anchor still needs to be uh, assessed um but uh like that's a massive uh threat to uh firstly the speed of this crossing and secondly the actual success of it um so that's where my mind went and that was very that's that's scary and daunting to you know to um to uh, uh contemplate uh yeah so day 13 right <laughs> uh like i said at the start a, a dark day for uh, project empower as i said goodbye to the bald ghostmeister
Fergus Farrell, aka Gussie Farrell. Um, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been uh, it's been hard at times. It's been tough. Um, uh, the last three years, you know, I, 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 all I can say to you, Gussie, is fair play, because you didn't get the best. I think of Damien Brown in the last eighteen months. You know, I was lots of things going on in life where I think you got a lot of it projected down your gullet from me um, you know and uh, um, fair play to you for uh, dealing with it the way you did do it um, uh, I would say you know not to annihilate myself or anything but there was times where my leadership was definitely substandard and the approach I took to you was poor um but uh, apart from the odd blowout here and there you um you know you managed me and that uh um state or that um that side of me that was uh that l lesser side of me i would say or that um sub optimal side of me uh, you managed uh, him uh, admirably well, so uh, fair play to you, man. And uh, um, uh, I miss you. Um, I think we, and I say we, it'll be me and the boat, me and Cush and McCree. Uh, we miss you. Um, it won't be the same without you. It was never meant to be anything but. Uh, me and you and Cushion agree uh, getting across this ocean um, but uh, we will uh, we'll plow on in your honour and we'll see you on the other side um, and uh, yeah love ya cheers A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.